Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Mike Seibert Radio, or you can just do it the old-fashioned way and send an email, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And this week... Um, I've, uh, I've got a very special uh, show for us here because I've got a very special guest and we are broadcasting from the studios of 89.9 KGRG FM, which I've uh, uh, commonly referred to as, uh, as my broadcasting home away from home. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'd like you to please give a warm Mike Seibert Radio uh, welcome to my guest Ian from the Earth 919 podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for letting me see what it's like to live in this posh lifestyle in the studio. It's pretty great, man. You're just you're you're way overselling it because <laughs> this is this is a nasty, dingy uh, uh, college radio station that's been playing uh, alternative rock for almost 30 years, and it shows. I mean, it's like we got we got the nasty carpets. We've got we've got the uh, soundproofing peeling off the walls. Um, if uh, <laughs> if to use the term affectionately, it's it's a shithole, and we uh we wouldn't have it any other way. But it's a uh, um it's uh, it's a uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. This uh, uh we've uh we've had a lot of fun this afternoon uh, leading up uh, to recording here. We uh you know kind of uh, uh toured the the studios, and I I think. I think kind of gave you a crash course in everything uh, KGRG. You know, we uh, we walked across the uh, the the famous Lindblom Studio stage where Nirvana once played uh, back in uh, 1989 on May 26th. That uh that anniversary is coming up, by the way. That's a uh, that that's that's kind of a weird thing, but um, but yeah, no, uh, it's. It's been it's been a whole lot of fun. Um, uh, have have you enjoyed your afternoon so far? Yeah, I feel like I've gotten a history lesson of the place here. A lot, <laughs> lot it's funny because I walk by here all the time, and yeah. I never would have ever guessed that any of the bands that you've shown me that have been here would have <laughs> been here. So it's very very cool, and it's been an interesting experience. But I've enjoyed it, man. I, I feel like I'm a wizard at the radio now. Awesome, you know, and and we'll uh, we'll get a little more into some of the things that we uh, you know kind of did and talked about on our tour because it's you know I um I I want to hear all about your podcast the the Earth Nine One Nine podcast um and all the cool stuff that you do on the internet you know we're uh, uh we're probably going to talk some Potter and Family you know definitely do some uh, cross promo maybe even uh, talk about some comics because there's uh there there's a there was a specific reason why 
why you're my guest this week and why uh, why we've hooked up here in the KGRG studios that I definitely want to talk about. I uh, I find myself uh, heavy with swag, so I, <laughs> I, I definitely want to show my appreciation and kind of shout that out. Um, speaking of, before we get too terribly far, I want to kick off the show in our traditional fashion with some shout-outs. Shout it, shout it. Well, first of all, I want to thank everybody that showed up to the Swiss restaurant and bar uh, last Friday. Uh, that was a that was a hell of a show with uh, uh, with good friends of the show Limber Lost, along with new friends Crossing Crusades, uh, Hundred Loud, and of course uh, Waking Things headlining that show. Surprise headliners on that show, by the way. But no, that was a that was a that was a ton of fun. Um, you know, Limber Lost always brings the heat. You know, kind of with that. Uh, you know, classic rock, female-fronted type of uh, uh, aesthetic. Uh, Crossing Crusades, they're, uh, they are a lot of fun. A good uh, heavy band here in town. And uh, 100 Loud, uh, they, they were a band that I wasn't really aware of uh, prior to their show um, on Friday. And, you know, kudos to uh, Casey from that band who uh, put together, like, a really good sizzle reel that I was uh, sharing out on Facebook to kind of give folks kind of a, uh, uh, you know, kind of a, a preview of what uh, uh, what the show was going to be like. But they uh, um, you want to talk about heavy and loud. It's it's right there in their name. They're called Hundred Loud. And man, there's a um, you know, a band is loud. When the uh, the bar staff is handing out earplugs to folks like <laughs> right before their set. And I uh, like a knucklehead chose not to take the earplugs, which I really should have. And actually just kind of weird, uh, a weird aside, a little PSA is, you know, um, take care of your hearing because unlike other types of uh, uh, injuries or, or diminishments, like, like you can get, LASIK surgery for your eyes, or, or at least some folks can. Not everybody, as, uh, as uh, uh, folks in my life have learned, but I digress. But um, hearing is, is the one thing that doesn't grow back. It doesn't heal. So once you have, like, permanent hearing damage, you're pretty much screwed. And I've been in radio long enough to where I have um, a lot of mentors and bosses and people that I know that have been radio all their lives everybody's rocking hearing aids. So that is definitely a real thing. So uh, take care of your ears. And, you know, I, I, so it's like, wait a minute, Mike, what are you talking about here? I, uh, I like to think that I um, lead by example. And sometimes that example is what not to do. So anyway, so yeah, make sure if, if you have the opportunity to have earplugs at a, at a show, go ahead and do it. But no, um, a hundred loud, they, uh, uh, they, the, the best way I would describe them is they, they're kind of like a garage jam band playing as loud as they can. And, and I mean that affectionately, uh, they, uh, they did a cover of Metallica's battery that really got my attention. And, and I, um, so I had mentioned I didn't take earplugs, so like it was a little too intense for me. I like kind of went to the back part of the mall, uh, the mall, Jesus, uh, of the bar, and just kind of hung around, kind of at a distance. Watched them. It was it was just a three piece, and they were uh, again they were super heavy, super loud. Uh, but it was like you hear like those opening couple bars of battery, you know, da 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 da, and I'm like, 
wait a second, what, what? And I, I go over there and sure enough, they're, they're doing battery and it was, uh, um, it, it was really cool. It was a really fun set. And, of course, uh, friends of the show, uh, my longtime homies, Waking Things, uh, they're, uh, they're always a lot of fun. It's kind of like, yeah, it's it, it's funny. It's they're, they're an awesome band, but they're one of the bands that I find it the most difficult to describe because it's definitely on the um, alternative rock spectrum. It's not emo. But there's there's definitely um, some melodic tendencies to it. Um, they're not necessarily what I would consider um, a heavy band, but a lot of their songs get pretty heavy. Um, the the only way I can describe them is they they are very bohemian in that it's 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 a vibe, it's an aesthetic, and I really like the dynamic that uh, Chris, the guitar player, and Sam, their new uh, uh, co-singer, the energy she kind of brings to it. They're, so they're kind of like, you know, uh, hanging on each other and playing off of each other and just uh, just have, having, a, having a real blast. Um, it, was, it, it was just a, a really fun show. So anyway, I, um, uh, first I wanted to thank everybody that came out, but I, I ran into... A bunch of my old friends from KGRG. Uh, I saw uh, first. I run into my man Stardog the Red, and then later on, I ran into his uh, buddy and co-host T Two. Uh, both of which you can actually hear on KGRG every Wednesday. They do a show called Puget Rock, which it's it's very much about you know kind of like the the local rock scene. Um, and I I just you know if. Any of my friends and bands are listening to this right now. They're about to hurl their phones across the uh, um, across the room. But it's a lot of um, what uh, what I would consider to be, you know, more kind of like classic rock influence type stuff, or maybe even uh, dad rock. You know, if uh, if you were if uh, um, if you were looking to categorize it, and what I mean by that is that it's you know it, it's it's a it's a more timeless classic sound than say. Um, you know wh- what you would normally hear um, as today's rock on KGRG. It's it's new music, but it has kind of like that that classic throwback sound. And um, the Puget Rock show with T uh, Two and Stardog the Red, they um, they're really connected to that local music community and local music scene, even more so than I am. And you know, I've I've uh, you know talked to the folks in Limber Lost and Strangely All Right, and you know Waking Things and a handful of other bands on uh, on the podcast. But I've um, they they push it that much further. Like they they feature a playlist of all local bands every Wednesday, and again that's uh, uh that's three to seven on KGRG eighty nine point nine FM. And uh, I I uh, in addition to seeing those two guys, I hadn't seen these guys in months. Like uh, uh, it had been a while since, you know, I had graduated out of the the broadcasting program here at Green River. So it's it's one of those things like, you know, when you see an old buddy you haven't seen in a couple months, um, it was it, it was really cool. And then I also got to see uh, my old buddy, cool guy, Luke. 
um, uh, current music director of KGRG FM and uh, a co-host of Uncommon Chords. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, indie rock and emo jams every Thursday on KGRG FM. Um, I'm making sure that I'm checking all the blocks so that I'm promoting as much KGRG stuff as possible because I, I know like so so me and Killing Spree come in and we record podcasts uh, relatively uh, uh, often and sometimes I, I don't know if we pay enough homage to uh, to KGRG GRG and kind of uh, uh, get that get that promotion out there. But anyway, it was it was really cool to see all three of those guys in the same place. Who I I hadn't seen all of them together. I'd say in a year. And uh, anyway, that that was a, um, a super great, really fun time. Can't wait to do uh, something like that again. And um, also, I have uh, I have an exciting announcement. Here are some exciting coming attractions. I guess it would have made more sense if I had played that before I said uh, KGRG has something really cool coming up. But no, um, on June 1st, uh, coming up, uh, that's a Friday Friday, June 1st at 7 p.m. at Real Art Tacoma. It is the 2018 KGRG-FM Spring Benefit Concert. Um, that's uh, That's got a stacked lineup including uh, local homies The Home Team, Marrowstone, Honest Iago, and the band that I'm looking forward to the most, TBA. I love TBA. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and my, uh, my old friends at KGRG always have, have kind of flamed me a little bit. It's like, we're talking about TBA. I'm like, I'm like, what's TBA? Oh, to be announced. So, uh, so currently there's three bands on the lineup, plenty of room for more. So, uh, keep an eye out. There is a Facebook event page, uh, that I'll have linked up on Mike Seibert radio Facebook, uh, for you to check out. Um, 10 bucks is all it takes to get you in. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Um, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. But yeah, this is, a um, uh, we, um, uh, KGRG does this, um, a couple, a couple times, uh, I, sometimes twice a year, sometimes once a year where it's basically we, they put on a benefit concert to uh, basically put on a cool show, but then also to bring in money and donations to uh, uh, keep the lights on around here. Because as, uh, as you've heard me mention before, uh, KGRG is a uh, non-commercial nonprofit college radio station uh, run by the students. And the flip side of that is, is the school doesn't really uh, help them out a whole lot there. It's like you know they they kind of they kind of give the radio station a building, but like if uh, if if I'm a friggin' barbarian and break the microphone or any of the other um, equipment in here, it's uh, the station has to pull from its own budget to replace those parts. So that's that's why we do benefit shows and pledge drives and things like that. Because um, I've heard that before. It's like, well, wait a minute. If you're on a college campus, why do you guys need to ask for money? Can't the school just give it to you? Well, well, one, see, I, I'm glad I played the disclaimer at the at the beginning that says it's an independent podcast and I'm not affiliated with anybody. But the no, the the school hates the radio station and and has for much of its 30 year history it's 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 very much kind of like it's a in, little harsh mike a little bit well it's kind of like in a, a animal house you know where it's like you know that the, there's like the 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 crusty dean and like the the rowdy frat boys 
KGRG is the rowdy frat boys of uh, of the, which is so funny because you know, all, all all we want to do is just keep to ourselves and keep doing radio for the kids by the kids. But but I'm getting way far afield on that. But uh, yeah, no, I just uh, we uh, this was just announced on Friday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wanted to let you know that again, uh, Friday, June first, seven p.m. Real Art Tacoma, which is another home away from home. Uh, yeah, home away from home. Uh, for uh, KGRG, it's one of our uh, favorite partner vendors uh, and venues. It's a great all ages venue, hundred uh, percent uh, drug and alcohol free. It's a it's it's a great place for you know just uh, to see some really cool um, heavy bands in a safe environment. That you know, like because I mean, again, like you know, I was just talking about the show at the uh, the Swiss on Friday, but that was a twenty one and up show, so. You know, if you're a listener, regular listener of KGRG, you know, you're probably not 21 yet and you probably miss out on a lot of shows. So um, anyway, um, Real Art Tacoma, uh, June 1st, 7 p.m., 10 bucks, uh, the uh, uh, KGRG FM benefit, uh, spring benefit. Uh, featuring the home team, Marrowstone um, and Honest Iago. And more to come. Uh, keep it locked to KGRG uh, 89.9 FM, KGRG.com, and uh, KGRG FM on Facebook for uh, more information about that. Um, and that's uh, that's really all the uh, uh, shout-outs I, uh, I had for this week. So... Um, Ian, let's uh, let's let's talk about you for 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 a few. Um, what uh, what is the Earth Nine One Nine podcast for somebody that's never heard of it before? How how would you explain what your show is? So uh, our podcast, what I would describe is basically we just review new comics. We okay. really enjoy giving new artists, new creators, and sometimes old creators. Mm-hmm. You know, uh a chance to have their new comics be put in the spotlight. Particularly, we like to do the indie comics. At least I do. Okay. And I enjoy that more just because, well, one, it's easier to get in contact with some of these people, and it kind of, in a way, it gives new readers kind of a connection to these people. Mm -hmm. But also, we just, we want more people to read comics. That's really what it comes down to. I didn't start reading, actually, and we haven't discussed this, but I I didn't start reading until about two years ago. Oh, really? So uh, I'm actually fairly new into the comic book industry myself. And wow. it's been such an enlightening experience and a very enjoyable experience getting uh-huh. to, you know, be familiar with different runs and different artists. So I've enjoyed it so much that I, in a way, want to give that back to somebody else who hasn't done it. And uh, yeah, so that's that's basically what I would describe as the long story short of what the podcast is. Sure. Oh, well, that's that's interesting because uh, you and I have been hanging out for uh, the good portion of the afternoon mm-hmm. and, you know, talking about, you know, uh, throwing creator names around and talking about specific runs and things like that. And the way you carry yourself and the way that you talk about these books I would have no idea that you're just getting into the scene. That's really fascinating. Uh, uh, thanks a lot for sharing that. Um, so I, I guess my uh, um, I, I have other questions, but I guess sticking with that for a sec. Yeah. Um, as somebody that's new to comics, why on earth would you start reading comics? I mean, it's like because I mean, this is something that I kind of struggle with because I'm kind of 
on the other side of the spectrum, I would say over the last two years, my comics reading has kind of tapered off. It's it's uh, you know, it's like I, I suffer from event fatigue and yeah. and quite frankly, just too damn many books. Yeah. Um, uh, not just from. Uh, a time standpoint, I mean, I'm an adult with a with a full time job, um, but also like the financial stuff. I mean, comics aren't cheap, but also what I've run into with, you know, because uh, uh, I'm a single issue guy. I don't I don't do a whole lot of trade waiting, uh, but um, the accumulation, you know, so it's like I put all of those together and I'm like, well, it seems like even though it's it's kind of hard to let some of these characters and stories go. I think it's time for me to start dropping titles. And so I, I'm fascinated uh, to get the contrast between kind of my side of things and your side kind of getting into it. So, uh, again, that was a really long way around to uh, what is it about current comics that that's really kind of hooked you and, and kind of gotten you into it? Well, I think the first thing that got me into the comics, at least recently, was obviously the movies. Sure. There's been a lot of really great movies that have been coming out recently, but uh, the Dark Knight series, the Christopher Nolan, Mm -hmm. that really struck me uh, deep when I was a kid, and I loved it. I mean, I saw the, I don't remember what the third title is in that one, but I saw that opening weekend. I loved it. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, I had an uncle growing up who was very into comics. He, Mm -hmm. He had, you know, a lot of the Golden Age comics, Silver Age comics, the rare ones, and so it was really cool. I, so as a kid, I had some introduction to it, but mm-hmm. it just kind of fizzled as I got older. Uh, you know, I got into different types of rock and things like that, yeah. skateboarding. So I just lost interest. But as of recently, I think the biggest thing for me has been I picked up Infinity Gauntlet, which was the first comic that I ever read. I was really interested about the movie that was upcoming. Really? So that really drew me into you know, and that's a that's a very old comic it's from 1991. Right. So it, I was like, wow, you know, if comics were this good back in the day, what else have I missed? And from there, it just kind of trickled down, and I started reading more. And my brother initially was the one who started Earth 919. Mm-hmm. So he had already been doing the number one reviews and all that kind of stuff. And okay. in a way, it's given me an opportunity, because I, I personally, I actually like to go back and read older comics, mm-hmm. but I do spend a lot of time reading newer things as well, and it's it's kind of like a good contrast, you know? You kind yeah. of experience it a different way, and the biggest thing that I always try and highlight in the show is that there's no right or wrong way to read comics. I think everybody thinks, oh, I need, I need this, or I need... I just... A lot of times, I just pick things up, you know? Okay. And if there's something that confuses me or whatnot, I ask questions. I go mm-hmm. online, I ask questions, I ask my brother, you know, what is this? Why is this this way? And... I mean, I picked up a run of the Avengers just the other day and picked up, put it right back down because I was like, I don't understand what's going on. I need to go back. And uh, I think nowadays there's a lot of different avenues that we can use to read comics. There's comicology. There's a bunch of different online sources that, you know, there's like Marvel now. I think they have their Marvel something. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Marvel Unlimited. Unlimited, yeah. Yeah. And DC actually, I think they just came out with one too. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, I I don't have the info in front of me but i saw like like a facebook post or a tweet where like they're actually going to do kind of like it's like a dc universe unlimited thing and that's the platform where you're going to be able to watch the new titan show on so it's going to be it's going to be tv shows and 
presumably some kind of comics component. And I, I don't want to tangent us too much, but you got me thinking about it. It's like I I read kind of the, the press release and they were talking about like one, the Titan show, which we all know is coming. Yep. But there was also like like a like a Harley Quinn show mm-hmm. and and like two others that I don't remember what uh, Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing was one of them. And I don't remember what the fourth one was. But but anyway, it's like stuff. So they're. DC's really kind of trying to get something working on the digital end of it. And you know what? That might not be a bad idea, you know, kind of like give them a platform to have like some shows and incorporate their comic stuff into it. I think that's a really cool way to go, you know, to kind of salvage some of their audience because just because folks might not be keen on the, uh, the DC movies, I'm certainly not, but I might give this app thing um, a try because there's, I mean, there's just because the movies are um, occasionally terrible, um, that that doesn't mean that there aren't some like truly classic comics yeah. that are and and who knows these shows might actually be okay. They're mostly the movies are mostly bad. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. <laughs> and the uh, but you know the the I, I haven't seen a whole lot about the upcoming Titans show. But the costumes at least look kind of rad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I mean that Robin suit looks looks pretty sick in in terms of uh, um, Robin suits. But um, but anyway, I, I got I got us way uh, way off track talking about uh, DC and Marvel Unlimited and kind of the way that that you've been um, kind of consuming comics. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's basically just it's it's almost like Netflix. You know, Netflix yeah. is is in a way kind of revolutionized a lot of different ways that we intake media even uh you know video games i know playstation i have playstation 4 they have a similar type of service where you pay like i think it's like 40 bucks a month but you there's you know hundreds upon hundreds of different titles that you can just download onto your playstation and play anytime you know grand theft auto san andreas whatever you Mm -hmm. want and i think that's really cool and i think nowadays more than ever comics are more accessible a lot of people don't want to pay 3.99 for the cover price you know you mentioned that earlier that it, it, it can be expensive so, and for me personally, I like to read things in trade form. That's just the way I okay. am. I, I, sure. I, 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 there's very, there's only two comics that I actually pick up month uh-huh. to month, only two. And for me, I like having it, you know, and reading at my own pace. I hate when I have to wait for a month. It's so off putting unless it's okay. Spider-Man. So, okay. um, <laughs> all right. All right. But yeah, no, it's, that's really why I, I've been so passionate about it. And I, I, I do want more people to get into it. It's so much, it's so much easier to get in now than it was in the 1990s and the 1980s. And there's all these great movies, mm-hmm. all these great runs. And I, I can't tell you how many times I run across people who tell me what they think the movie's going to be or what they believe. And it's like, have you even read the comic? You have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. So, do you even comic, bro? Exactly. Yeah. Or, or what is it on Twitter? Hashtag Do you even comic book? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I tap into that that uh, that that space sometimes too. It's pretty uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So um, so yeah. So um, you mentioned that you get two monthly titles. Yep. Um, I'm assuming one of them is is what Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. What's the other one? Uh, so the other one is, and it might be three actually right now. Okay. There's a, uh, I don't know if you've ever read Watchmen. Yeah. But they're they're doing an event right now called Doomsday Clock. Oh, sure, yeah. Which is like the, yeah. you know, the DC universe and the Watchmen universe coming mm-hmm. together. So that's one that I'm reading right now. But the other one is actually, I love Robert Kirkman. Yeah. So uh, he has a comic book out right now called Outcast. I've heard about this. Phenomenal. I haven't. Re- I have it's not so read good. it. But. It's so great. It is so good. I used to read Invincible. That's my favorite comic book yeah. of all time, actually, is, sure. is that one. And um 
So I, I just I enjoy his writing style a lot, mm-hmm. and to me personally, that's the one that's connected with me the most. And I hate horror things. I hate I hate yeah. scary movies. I'm just that's, I'm just not a fan of them. And, okay. But that comic book is more uh, in that vein, and I love it. So yeah, those are the only two I'm picking up month to month. But I think there's probably more out there. I just haven't done my due diligence to branch yeah. out well enough. And there's obviously some that we review that I'm like, wow. A lot of the reviews we do personally, I, I always say, I'm going to wait for the trade. I'm going to wait for the trade. I'm going to sure. wait for the trade. But Outcast is one of the ones where I was like, wow, I have to read this month to month now. So so it really grabbed your attention. Then. Definitely did. That's that's awesome. And, you know, th- there isn't at this point the way the market is there. There isn't ain't necessarily anything wrong with waiting for the trades, because as you were saying, I mean, we we all read kind of you know, differently like like me, for example, I um, uh, I can't do digital books. I, I have a really hard time with it. And and what I've what I've discovered is because like I'm so used to like anything I interact with on my my phone or a tablet or a computer. It's like I, I can use it to read news and like, you know, go on like deep dive Wikipedia things. But I have a harder time reading for entertainment on these types of devices. I can read for educational and informational purposes like research mm-hmm. and things like that. But yeah, it's a harder time. And like, um, uh, like you mentioned, uh, comiXology earlier. Um, I, it's the, the guided view thing that kind of, um, on one hand, it's super rad in that it, it guides your, um, attention. But on the other hand, I kind of play with it. Like I treat it like a toy, almost like a game, and I kind of forget that I'm supposed to be reading a comic book where I'm too busy uh, uh, playing with how cool or like zooming in on the art or, you know, like seeing how like, you know, detailed the line work is or, you know, just really enjoying like a, you know, like a a brilliant splash page or, you know, really kind of diving in on like like a battle scene or something like that, whereas I don't necessarily do that when I when I'm reading a floppy when I'm reading a month to month comic. Floppy, I've never heard yeah. that before. And that's yeah. that's funny. Yeah, it's it, you have like <laughs> you have like trades and and floppies. <laughs> you got floppy cover, but yeah, no, it's it, it's something I've tried before because I I wanted to do it to kind of fix the accumulation problem, mm. but then I realized that it it didn't necessarily fix the financial problem. It's like I'm either paying three ninety nine. For a physical copy that also has a digital redemption code, right. or I am paying three ninety nine for a digital comic that I, I guess I'm paying for not having a physical copy. It's it's something like my brain just just had a hard time doing, but um, but yeah, I mean there, there's there's definitely more than one way to read comics anymore, and I think your guys' approach of taking like a number one issue, I think it's fine to say like, okay, so here's a new series, here's what I think about it. I'm interested enough to wait for the trade and come back in like six months and just kind of read this as one thing. I would imagine it would be like say um, a Netflix series that has like 13 episodes that's exactly. available. That's exactly right. Yeah, and you know just just you know kind of previewing it and i mean that that sounds awesome so and and um just for clarification that that's kind of basically the 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 meat of the earth 919 podcast right you you get whatever issue ones are are kind of out there new series first issues uh we do we do review movies as well Mm -hmm. just because i think honestly we can't 
not do it. We're both too yep. nerdy to not do that. You know, we yeah. just we just almost have to. Um, but yeah, that's that's really exactly why we do it. And um, you know, it, it's it's a cool thing. You know, I, I've enjoyed it a lot. I've enjoyed the different people we've met, and I think that's really the coolest part of the show is mm-hmm. with with Twitter nowadays and and social yeah. media. Anybody, any Joe Schmo can interact with Jeff Lemire or Brian Michael Bendis on yeah. Twitter, and and you know some of these guys they'll interact with you right back, and, it, and in a way it connects you to it more, and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, that's that's really cool. Uh, that you know that that it makes it almost very more personalized, and and you know that's really what I enjoy, and and if nothing else, that's what I want to give to the audience you know show them that it's that easy you know you don't have to be a podcaster or anything to connect to these comics you can just pick them up and you get on social media and they'll talk back to you so (laughs) that's really the coolest part about it that's awesome so uh so you mentioned that uh you do the show with your brother right yep my brother matt cool now um so how uh how long have you guys been doing the podcast uh we've been doing it for i think about a year and a half now he's been doing it for i think two years okay so I topped on, I want to say around episode 36 or 37, and we're on 79 as wow. of this Sunday. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, decent, decent 40 episode run. That's, yeah. that's great. So, um, uh, so is it just the two of you guys, or do you guys uh, have a, a guest host uh, um, occasionally? Maybe uh, maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we have a, a guest host. He is very antisocial, so he will not want me to give out any of his social media stuff, okay. and we always twist his arm about it. But that's fair. Uh, we we do have a, his name is Willie. And, you know, <laughs> go find him. You know, you can find him. Uh, look him up. But he. Uh, yeah, and he's he's much more knowledgeable. I would say that uh, my aspect of the show is is. Being the novice, you know, being yeah. the, the having the perspective of not really knowing, it, you know, everything in the run. Yeah. And I, I think it brings a cool dynamic because the two of them, they they've been reading comics for years. They know they know all these different things and mm-hmm. they're familiar with these runs. Whereas I'm like, why is Black Panther all of a sudden holding an Infinity Stone? Like, I don't understand. And, yeah. you know, like it. So to me, I, I almost want to connect with the new comic book reader. And mm-hmm. that's really the connection there, you know, whereas I think before before I got on the show, it, it made it more difficult. You know, they would talk about runs and certain things, and yeah. it was less approachable for a new person, if that makes sense. It, it makes total sense, and it's very easy to get lost in the weeds. Oh, totally. Like, I mean, like, I do a lot of these deep-dive movie shows with my buddy Killing Spree, and I sometimes worry about getting, you know, so, you know, waist-high in the weeds to where it's like, are we losing people? But, I, uh, you know, I, I've always looked at it if we're... If we're dialed in and having fun, then maybe somebody's at least connecting with it also. So, you know, y- your mileage may vary, but <laughs> but but that's that's all. And and people seem to dig it. So, um, but you um, uh, let's see, you uh, you mentioned Matt, and he so he was doing the podcast before you, but he um he did a, another show prior to that or. Or uh, some other um, uh, show that he wanted to um, want us to mention. <laughs> yeah, my brother Matt. He does two. He does uh, well three podcasts now. Oh, Earth nine one nine is our main one. It's like sure. the main main one. He used to do another one called I think it was Armchair Cinema and TV Talk. But oh. uh, now he's doing uh, two other ones. One's called Intermet Interdimensional Ad Lib. It's okay. basically what it would be like to live in a fantasy universe. So if you were in Star Wars, what would you do? You know, we give each other different parameters. Like okay. Oh. 
you have this, 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 you have this amount of money. And, you know, obviously we don't know what each currency in Star Wars would be, but like, right, you, know, right. you have, you, you're able to buy a ship, you know, things like that. Or what would it be like to live in the Toy Story universe and be a toy, you know, things like that. Huh. Uh, the other show my brother does that just recently started is called Watch Listing, where he basically hmm. is going on and reviewing shows that you should be watching on Hulu and Netflix. And I okay. think the idea behind it is there's so many different original series on both those streaming services. And I think HBO is another one they do as well. And it can get, e- it, there's a lot of, have you ever seen the movie? What's it called? The one with Will Smith uh, came out with like the fairies this last year. Oh, uh, uh, bright. Yeah. It, or, or, uh, dim. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the, the idea is Hashtag to not a fan. <laughs> steer people away from that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> get away from that. Uh, Will Smith's time has passed. So uh, I think that's the idea behind it. And I know for myself personally, I've sat there watching shows where yeah. I was like, Ugh, what is this? You know, so, uh, yeah, he's he's doing those two projects right now. And I'm currently just on the Earth 919 side. That's okay. that's what I do. And that's I mean, that's my passion project. That's that's the thing that I care about the most. And, you know, as a new comic book reader, I have a lot to catch up on. Sure. So a lot of my time really goes into reading comics or watching old movies or old TV shows, doing that kind of thing. But yeah, um, I think he has a Twitter out there okay. for both of them. I think hmm. they're uh, at interdimensional ad lib, and okay. it's I N T E R, and then I don't know if there's a dash, but it's D I M E N S I O N A L. You can find it on Twitter. Just okay. type it up, and then uh, the other one is watch listing. If you just type in watch listing, especially on Apple Podcasts, you'll be able to find it for sure. Rad. Well, well, uh, I'll definitely find that and include that in the show notes. So oh yeah, folks, thank you. So yeah, so folks can uh, uh, click on that. Um, uh, if they'd like to check those shows out, that's uh, that sounds pretty rad. Um, so when uh, when I when I talk to folks and this is this is, you know, I was just saying a minute ago about getting deep in the weeds. I uh, <laughs> I, I like to get super technical sometimes, especially like when I'm, you know, either talking to uh, musicians or other podcasters or whatever's. So uh, because because it is weird, I, I discovered that a lot of my audience actually is other podcasters and musicians. So it's like I, I've discovered that like that, like somebody will dig it if I ask uh, a guitar player you know what what their gear is and what they use so um so th- this is kind of for for that uh that subset um i i'd like to kind of talk about how your shows come together a little bit you know kind of like you know what do, what do you guys do do you like have a have a studio that you guys record in together or how uh how how is your how does the earth 919 podcast come into being so uh the best way to describe it would be ghetto rigged Uh, We definitely, we definitely don't have a very conventional setup the way we do things. Uh, My brother lives far away from me, so Mm -hmm. we we do it at a distance, uh, honestly through Skype. Sure, Uh, yeah. That's how we do it, but I mean, it works, you know, we've been doing it now for quite some time, and uh, I had to get a new computer last year, just technical type stuff, but I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing too extravagant, nothing like uh, what you got going on here at the radio station here, Yeah. but uh, you know, it works, and, and we seem to be enjoying it the way that it's working thus far. And I don't know that we're going to try and upgrade too much, but right. Yeah. Well, in, in incremental baby steps. Yeah, for sure. You know, like a new mic here, a a new interface there. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, your guys' show sounds, I mean, it, it, it definitely sounds DIY in, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't say that disparaging because the, the, the thing that's, that's, that's cool about podcasting is that anybody can do it. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard, 
uh, people do, like, they'll have, like, you know, they'll drop thousands of dollars on, you know, like, professional mics, and they'll have soundboards and all this other stuff, but their content is just garbage. Likewise, I've heard, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, three folks talking into a Blue Yeti mic, and I'm enraptured because the content speaks to me, and I'm there for that. So podcasting is, like, one of those one of those weird type of things where on one hand anybody can do it on the other hand anybody can do it and there's it's yeah it's it's one of those weird things where it's um it it can be occasionally difficult to stand out um and more or less what my my uh roundabout thought on that was that you know you don't it's it's a marathon it's not a sprint for so sure. so you don't got to run out and buy like, you know, a couple RE20s or, you know, get get like the newest uh, uh, Scarlet Box or whatever. You know, what what you guys got going on is fine for what you do because it connects with your audience. Your audience will show up as long as the content is there. So, you know, incremental improvements, I think, is is the best way to go. You know, you get some cash together, you get you get a new mic. That's that's cool. You know, that's uh, more or less I I as much as I am a champion for uh, indie music and DIY aesthetics that that goes to podcasting as well. So I uh, you know, I, I, I definitely applaud you guys for what you do and for for doing the thing and for consistently putting out a show. Mm. Because, I mean, like, I'm sure you've seen this yeah. a lot in shows you follow. I mean, Pod Fade is real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so like, true. It's like this. This seems like it's going to be a cool show. Well, where'd it go? Yep. You know, it's 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 like, well, they, they were solid for like nine episodes. Turns out those were the nine episodes that they recorded, like in the first two weeks they were yeah. together. And then then it all just fell apart. So, yeah, we had to take a break most recently here, mm-hmm. like a month ago. We had to take we had to take a good break from it. Just it's grueling, man. I'm mm-hmm. sure you you found too putting out as many episodes as you have. Oh, yeah. I, I know when you did the Comic-Con one, you mentioned how. Uh, worn out you were at the end of it and you know same thing for me at the end of comic-con yeah you know i was tired and so yeah it it is definitely a challenge and and if you go back and listen to our older older episodes like around when i first got on there Uh i mean we were recording on a just a little tiny board in my my nephew's room with just two (laughs) mics and i mean it was really really rough and you know we've got as we've gotten uh more time under our belt we've learned different things you know yeah. it would be good to have these segue things you know it'd be good sure. to have this it would be you know so it's just things like that and i think it just comes with the territory you know mm-hmm. you just learn over time and yeah it's it's an uphill battle but it's a battle you just got to keep trudging you know well a uh, certain daywalker always said you know some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill so <laughs> it's <laughs> no it's it like i said just just keep doing what you're doing it's it's awesome so we we talked a little bit about you know like uh, um challenges and how the show has evolved and developed but um kind of the uh one of the questions i always like to ask folks when i interview is kind of what what the ultimate direction is it's like, are you guys looking to achieve, you know, podcast superstardom or just uh, just looking to have fun? What's what you know, what's kind of the dream and what's the, what's the goal? I think the goal is I think the main goal for us personally on, on our connection is me and my brother. We grew up. Uh, we have kind of a year difference between us. I think sure. there's like a five year gap. And for us on the passion level, it's a really great way for us to connect. And that's really what's kind of kept the show going as long as it has. We've we've 
connected in ways we never did when we were kids. So there's that. But Mm -hmm. the other aspect is, um, I I think we just, we want to try and, you know, this year we talked about trying to do more interviews, getting more guests on the show and the end goal for me. And and I know my brother Matt would say the same thing is just to get people to pick up a comic book. That's it. I I mean, I have so many friends that love the Marvel movies and I could talk about it with them Mm -hmm. all day. And I go, you know, you should really read this run. And they're just like, nah. And I, and I'm like, (laughs) come on, man. Like I, I did it. It took me, you know, it took me an hour, but it was worth it. But sure. And that's it's it's a tough medium to crack into for a lot of people. And and I totally understand that because it was hard for me. It took Mm -hmm. until Infinity War was coming out a couple years ago when I finally was like, I'm going to I'm going to read Infinity Gauntlet. I'm going to see what that's all about. And it's trickled from there. And I've Mm -hmm. read run after run after run and Batman and Superman and all sorts of good stuff. And you learn you know, you learn things that you like. There's, I don't know if you've ever read Superman Red Sun or you've heard oh, of that. I but that book. I, I mean, y- you know, it's things like that. And y- you're never going to get something like that in the movies. You'll never get a Soviet-born Superman, no. you know. And that's, and that's where comics, they, there's so much more freedom there. And uh, so I think the end goal is to just keep get people to understand that and really start to be like, wow, this is something that, you know, I'm not going to get in the movies and is also really freaking cool. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, that's that's what we try and go for. And I always I'm always trying to force comics on people and it makes them <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> with, with with their consent. I would imagine yeah, it's like yeah. you want to read this book. But yeah, no, that's awesome. And and just, to, uh, you know, I, I think. Yeah, you can't do Red Sun in the movies, but man, that would make for a hell of an animated movie. I oh, it'd be awesome. That it would, would be, be great. sick. Yeah. It, and like, you know how, because, you know, for as bad as the DC live action movies are, those animated movies are generally pretty solid. And one of the things that I think they've done very well from the start is that they try to, as best as they can, emulate the art style of the artist. So like, you know, uh, 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 Superman and Batman Public Enemies looks just like Ed McGuinness's version of Batman and Superman from those first six issues of the Batman Superman comic. Um, I mean, shoot, even they did like uh, the the Dark Side one with Supergirl. I don't remember what they named it, but I mean, those character designs are looking almost like Michael Turner did them. Um, R.I.P. But uh, but yeah, no, he, uh, um, I've I've always really liked that. Um, so I think if you kind of do, uh, oh, uh, Jeff Johnson's version of it, um, I don't think that's the artist's name. I- I'll look that up. Um, anyway, uh, if, if you do that, that distinctive art style for Superman Red Sun, I think that would, uh, I-, I think that would be, um, really cool. And actually, um, bonus question while, while we're here, just, yeah, uh, just, on. just, uh, shooting the breeze, um, Obviously, now with Infinity War, we have seen, you know, two dozen Marvel characters on screen at the same time. You know, we talked about the animated DC movies. Basically, like, this is like the age of the superhero movies where we've pretty much seen everything. Yep. Now, so true. from your perspective, mm-hmm. though, what haven't you seen yet that you would like to and you know it doesn't necessarily need to be limited by live action movie again it could be like an animated feature or tv series or whatever but yeah i'm just i'm really curious just uh um what what you would like to see that you know like a particular run or something that that hasn't quite been 
uh, captured yet. So overall, I'll start with overall, then I'll get a little more specific. Sure. Uh, overall for the two movie franchises, so DC, Marvel, uh, I just want to see DC do something right. Just one thing right. Please do something. Uh, I know you were not a huge fan of Wonder Woman. I, I, I am, though. I, I, I gave it a 7.5 okay. out of 10 or something like that. I enjoyed well, it. Well, let, let, I, uh, let me interrupt just a, just a little bit. I I like it okay. Right. Yeah, so I I, I don't dislike it, but I'm distracting. I'm sorry. But no, yeah, no I, it, I do think it falls apart in the third act. It does. But, it totally um, does. But that doesn't mean that the first two acts aren't pretty strong. And I think the thing that I've always advocated for is for the people that 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 movie is important to, who cares if it's good or not? It's important to the people it's important to. Absolutely. And, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, of, of the DCEU movies, that's the one I, I'm going to watch again. Mm. Those other ones, I will never watch again. I, I, I mean, I might, watch justice league as a, as a hate watch just because it it's it it's it's a train wreck mm. and it is so thoroughly um uh you know it's like it, it's it's when you're driving by and it's an especially ugly train wreck you know it's like where they've got like a yellow sheet over somebody and there's like somebody's arm over there i'm like this is horrific i can't stop looking at it and it makes me sick to my stomach but but i can't stop looking at it because it is just a fascinating curiosity of to where you have like Zack Snyder's gloom and doom dark vision and then you have Joss Whedon's kind of Avengers light type vision and it and it and it and it swings back and forth from scene to scene it's so weird and it's yeah it just makes it this bizarre curiosity but uh but anyway yeah but but of of those um Wonder Woman is the movie that it's like well this one's actually a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we <laughs> talked earlier about you know Patty Jenkins, and I think that's really why that movie thrives so well. Is she's such a great director? She's done such a good job with her, and uh, yeah, I, I, that's really I agree with you. I'm not. It's funny because Zack Snyder is all over the place, and you know Batman vs Superman. Uh, he did Man of Steel, if I remember correctly, yes, as well. Yes, he did. And uh, you know Justice League half. I guess you would say some. <laughs> but I, you know, it's funny because my one of my favorite movies is actually Watchmen. Okay. Yeah, I love Watchmen, sure. and he did I a phenomenal job. Not the director's cut, not not the theatrical release, the director's <laughs> cut. And um, but I, I'm I'm getting off on a tangent about Zack Snyder. I could talk about <laughs> yeah, that for a while. Yeah, he's too busy hanging out with me. It's like you know, <laughs> I I'm the tangent king. It's like I'll you know, I I even said before we started recording, it's like okay, I'll drive. You know, try to try to keep us on course. And here I am talking about Red Sun and Wonder Woman and. <laughs> And all that other stuff, and so, so yeah, so this is the show. Uh, welcome to Mike Cyber Radio. No, you're all good, <laughs> thanks, man. It's thanks, all good. Thanks for being here. It's uh, so DC. As far as DC concerned, I, I, you know, I actually really liked Batman vs Superman. A lot of people hated it, but mm-hmm. what I loved about it was the the moment where you see Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman all on screen with each other. I okay. mean, I got goosebumps. Like, oh my gosh, I've wanted to see this for so long. And we're sure. It, I didn't care how shitty the drive was to get there. We got there. <laughs> you know, I didn't give away. We were going through the dirt and the rough. It doesn't matter. You know, we got there and they're yeah. fighting now and hooray. And so that was big for me. And I really enjoyed that. And yeah. I know a lot of people hated on Justice League too, but I, I seeing them all together. My biggest thing was Cyborg was in the movie. 
why is Martian Manhunter not in the movie? But yeah, uh, that's a whole nother tangent in itself. But right. <laughs> so for my thing with DC is I just want to see them make a movie that makes sense. That at this point we've I've seen the things that I've wanted to see and they've checked off the the things on my list that I got and now it's like, okay, that's great. Now let's do something right. Now let's let's make a good movie and yeah, I have hope for some of the future movies they got going on, but. I mean, I had hope for Suicide Squad too, and that is the worst movie I think I have ever seen in my entire life. Any of any superhero movie, next to uh, Elektra. Yeah. So, uh, but in, in terms of Marvel and their universe, I uh, I just they're they're it's a little different because we just got Infinity War. Yeah. And I had waited so long for that. I, Doctor Strange was a big character for me mm-hmm. before the movie. I loved him a lot. So yeah. to see him finally get on screen was huge. I loved seeing that. But their universe is more established. I just want to see all of it come together. The X-Men, okay. the Fantastic Four, sure. and uh, now the Marvel Studios characters that we have. I, the more that that comes together, the, the happier I get. I, I hate the Venom movie. Oh, my God. Because... That looks so wretched. <laughs> it, it just... Why would you do that? Why would why keep, why keep does Sony keep thinking they can do it? And, and it, just, it just pisses me off. So, for them, mm-hmm. you know, that's ideally what I want. But... Even going a step further, you know, there's Secret Wars. That's a that's a very popular comic book storyline. Sure, I would love to see that. I think there's another one, Secret Invasion. Yeah. Uh, if anyone hasn't read Secret Invasion, go read it. I won't spoil it for you. If I even give a premise, it would it would spoil a lot of it. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's there's things like that that are really great to see. And even uh, in the movie Infinity War is actually based off the comic Infinity Gauntlet, but yeah. Infinity War is actually a whole nother storyline. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a great that's a great run too. Yeah. And and I I just feel like there's a lot of really rich things there. And Fantastic Four has some phenomenal storylines that I would love to see get put on screen and that's that's really it you know so in terms of the movie universes that those yeah. those are my hopes and you know as I read more into comics I'm sure there'll be more storylines that I hope get adapted awesome very cool cool stuff so um um so curving it back to the uh to what you guys do as uh podcasters mm-hmm. and podcasting um uh the the question that I um always like to to ask is kind of what what advice would you have for somebody that would want to start their own uh, creative pursuit? Like I've asked, I've asked bands this, I've asked, you know, promoters, uh, other podcasters. And it's, I, I always, I love this question. It's my favorite interview question where, um, you know, especially coming from like somebody that's like, you know, just getting into podcasting, just getting into comics reading. What a, um, what uh yeah what advice would you have for somebody that that is drawing inspiration from what you're doing and would maybe want to pursue their own thing i think the most important thing is to find something you're passionate about if it's if it's a podcast then you know what what makes you passionate and that you want to bring to other people and for me when i first came into comics i was like wow i want other people to have these same experiences as i did we talked about before we, we mm-hmm. came on recording here we talked about yeah. ultimate spider-man which yeah i hate ultimate spider-man i okay. mean that was oh, very very frustrating for me sure. and uh, it's very hard as a spider-man fan but i wanted i loved the ups that it gave me and the downs that it gave me and i want other people okay. to experience that and i think anything you do in podcasting or even if it's music or whatever it is you have to be passionate about it. If you love making accordion music, then by all means, make accordion music. You know, mm-hmm. it's got to be something you love. And 
I, you know, I think I think that's what's most important, and that's why we've gone on as long as we have. That's why we've had any little amount of success that we have had. That's yeah. why it's been there is because we love what we do, and mm-hmm. I think I think it's important in anything you do in life, man. You, whether it be your job or you know your family life or your you know you love playing golf and you want to make a podcast about playing golf and by all means make a podcast about playing golf you know it's it's whatever you want to do and i think that's what's so great about that uh medium is you can do anything Mm -hmm. so well and and that's again you said it best uh the that's the cool thing about podcasting is that you can you know unlike say uh traditional radio where you're trying to broadcast and try to appeal to as many people as possible. You can do a podcast where it's it's uh, uh, called narrow casting, mm-hmm. where where you know you are so niche that you are appealing to a very small segment of the audience. But that's okay because that audience is gonna dig what you're doing. Like you know, I I you know I talk about this all the time. There, you know, uh, my uh, my buddies that do the podcast about Transformers the movie, and you know, I am serious though. But like you, <laughs> we are in such a good headspace for podcasting is yeah. that you can do an entire podcast where it's a minute by minute breakdown of 1986's animated Transformers movie, yep. and and there's an audience for it. Yep. Um, and it, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. So yeah, you, you could go, you could go as deep cuts or as broad as you'd like. And that's, that's what makes podcasting so special, I think. So, um, before, uh, before we move on, because like there's a, um, a handful of things we want to talk about. I want to talk about my, uh, uh, my, uh, swag pack that, uh, that you hooked me up with and how folks, uh, uh might be able to, uh, learn more about stuff in the future. Um, as well as, you know, maybe, uh, maybe get into, uh, some free comic book day, uh, festivities that, that, that happened over the, over the weekend. Uh, but before we get into any of that, um, why don't you let us know how fans can, uh, listen to the earth 919 podcast, um, where to listen, where to get access and how to connect with you guys on the social medias. Yeah. So, uh, you can follow me at Ian Sasquatch on Twitter my brother Matt is at Armchair Matt. That's just one T at the end there on Twitter.com. Uh, our show, though, you can follow us at Earth919Pod on Twitter.com, uh, Facebook.com slash Earth919Pod. And uh, you can also email our show at uh, Earth919ComicPodcast at gmail.com. We always are looking for questions, thoughts. I mean, even if you want to send us an email about how much you hate a comic book, we will read it and we will discuss it because we love to hear what people have to say. It happens all the time. Uh, You can find us anywhere, which is the great part, what I like the most, because I used to have an Android phone. My brother now has an Apple, or now I have an Apple and I hate it. So (laughs) regardless, uh, you know, we're on Google Play, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. Uh, Podbean, uh, the Podknife Network, Player FM, mm-hmm. Podcast Addict, anywhere that you can find a podcast, we will be there. So uh, please follow our show. Do do what you can, and uh, we like as we will allude to in the mm-hmm. future here. We're, we're always doing cool shit with our show. We're always trying to add things, yeah. subtract things, whatever it needs to be. But yeah, we're we're always looking for more listeners. You know, I think most people are. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't be shy. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, check them out. And um, and Ian, before we we move on to uh, a couple other topics, because, uh, you know, I'm looking at our time here and but there's so much more I want to talk about. So we're, we're going to kind of go into bonus time here. Um, is there uh, anybody in particular, either either you or Matt or um, anybody that that you want to give acknowledgments to or shout outs to from from the show that have uh, supported you guys along the way? Yeah, I think uh, we've had a lot of really... First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Oni Press. They are a comic book publisher. Yeah. They're one of the few that actually supports our show on a very consistent basis. We love Oni. We love all their comics that they do. So I mm-hmm. want to give a shout-out to Oni. Yeah, Oni! <laughs> and uh, I also want to try and give a shout-out to Alter Ego Comic Book Shop in Bellevue. Yeah. Uh, at the, I believe it's a Crossroads Mall out there. That is where we go to pick up comics. That is where our comic book box is. We love Mike, the owner there is great. Mm -hmm. Chris, who works at the desk, is phenomenal. And they're great guys over there. So if you're in Bellevue area, even the greater Washington, Seattle area, go make your way. I mean, I drive from Covington, you know, which I guess most people don't know where that's at. but It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Nobody Uh, knows where Federal Way is, and I talked about it all the time. (laughs) So it was so funny. I mean, I'll I'll talk to folks from the other side of the country, and they'll be like, Federal way? <laughs> Question mark? Okay, buddy. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, I used to uh, live in Snoqualmie, so a lot of people don't sure. know, even know that's even a word, so well, I it, totally get it. It's the Pacific Northwest, man. <laughs> Got those Indian tribe names, yeah, but uh, totally. yeah, uh, you know, I drive 45 minutes to go to that comic book shop for good reason. You know, those are, those are cool guys there, and uh, they definitely deserve uh, some recognition, and you know, you mentioned it earlier, it's free comic book day, so mm-hmm. uh, you might have missed your chance this weekend, but next year is always another year, so... Go check them out. Yeah, first uh, first weekend of May every year for, oh my gosh, did, did it just celebrate 10 years or? I think it's close to it, yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I, I couldn't remember, but um, I, uh, I, I was uh, uh, stalking you on Instagram uh, a little bit, and I saw that on Free Comic Book Day you had, uh, you had made a, um, a couple uh, adventures on a free comic book day. Uh, um, you you want to talk about any of that? Yeah, I went to three comic book shops over the weekend. Wow, uh, I know. I it wasn't uh, it wasn't just to just get free comics. I, sure. I want to put that out there. I'm not just some mooch that goes around getting free comic books. I I genuinely <laughs> wanted to. I mean, there was a couple stores that you know there was people there asking people questions at the yeah. at the comic book shop what's what's good for kids what would be good for my girlfriend my wife and i you know <laughs> reviewing all these number one issues gives me a little bit of a different insight you know and there was a couple times i was suggesting to people hey you should pick up this hey this is from vault comics you know that yeah. they 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 make some good stuff you might be interested and so uh yeah i went to hills of comics in in auburn which mm-hmm. is a they have a lot of really good back issues so if you're ever looking to get like maybe not modern comics but older comics, that's definitely the place to go. That's where I get my Invincible comics. So nice. they're great, and uh, Mighty Muse Comics in Bellevue as well is a great place to go. But uh, my heart and soul lies mm-hmm. in Alter Ego Comics in Bellevue. So go check them out. That's that's rad. Um, do you want to talk about any of the uh, any of the haul that you got on a uh, free comic book day? Yeah, I picked up uh, my main thing that I wanted to get was the artist who did work with Invincible, Ryan Otley is his yeah. name. He is actually transitioning to Spider-Man this That's month. That's right. That's so, right. So uh, he is my favorite artist. And, uh, you know, if you follow Ryan Otley on Twitter, he will he will interact with you. You send him messages. He will. He actually will. That's one of the great parts about him. He's very interactive with his fans. And 
so he is a uh, somebody that I'm very passionate about following, and yeah. uh, so I made sure to pick up his Spider-Man issue today. And mm-hmm. um, the other one is a new DC. They're Scott Snyder uh, starting a new Justice League series, and the new right. DC Nation is the introduction to it. So supposedly, if you don't pick that up, you might be a little confused when the first issue comes out. Yeah, which is you know. I guess in a way over flooding of comic book media, but you know it is what it is. Well, they they've done that before. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, DC is yeah. really good about that actually because they uh, that's how they launched the new Fifty Two so was it was in a uh, free comic book day thing. Um, I I remember having to go to a few different shops trying to get Blackest Night number zero when that came out because that launched that whole thing and you kind of needed that zero issue and it and it didn't. It wasn't um, uh, reprinted until like one of the first Blackest Night trades, so it was like I, I had I had to do some running around to 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 get that because yeah, some of these free comic book day issues can be a little tough to find. Yeah, you know, some sometimes they they go quick. So yeah, I mean, it's I, I agree with you that it's kind of on the the saturation side, but at the same time, you know, it, it if it, if it serves some kind of purpose, then. Eh, shrug emoji. You know, I mean, it's 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 a free book anyway, and if uh, if you can manufacture some demand to get people into comic shops, so much the better. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I uh, trying to think of any other loot that I picked up. Uh, yeah. The only other one I want to really highlight and mention uh, the the truth is that they're all in at my house, and I haven't really <laughs> gotten time to look at all at each individual title yet. I was just kind of like, oh, that looks cool. Oh, yeah, that's cool. yeah. But uh, there's a that's awesome. Invader Zim by uh, Oni Press that they, they did. It's a comedy uh, book that they do. I don't know if anybody who's listening to this knows what Invader Zim is. It's a TV show from Nickelodeon from the 90s, From I the believe. 90s, yeah. It it's goes, a great show. It goes way back. Yep. And and a pretty robust uh, uh, following in, in comics. Like I, I believe Oni has done a lot. Yeah, they uh, do. Uh, yeah, they do Rick and Morty comics as well. Yeah. So they have kind of that niche and and Invaders in them. They definitely have that area of the comic book. Uh, I don't know industry cornered, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I uh, definitely made sure to pick up that and uh, yeah. So that's pretty much the main emphasis on the loot that I got. But I mean, go to your local comic book shop, support them. There's always cool shit there. You'll always be able to find something. And if you can't find something, ask the person behind the counter. They will be more than willing to show you something. My uh, my comic seller has put so many comics in my hand that I would have not bought otherwise. Um, and in fact, actually, since we're uh, shouting out shops, I want to shout out my shop, um, uh, Fantasium Comics and Games in Federal Way. I've uh, I have been shopping there since I've lived in the Federal Way area, um, uh, just about fifteen years now. Back when it was Spy Comics, uh, back in the day, and it's you know uh, it uh, 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 transitioned and evolved into uh, Fantasium Comics and Games uh, with a uh, with uh, Paula at the helm there. And yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's just a, a great staff. It's a it's a clean, friendly store. And yeah, it's like if you know, just go to the counter and say, "Hey, I'm tangentially interested in X." And and you know, usually within a, a couple couple few beats, that they'll they'll be able to find you something. They'll scratch scratch your itch. Um, so that's so that's super rad. So the um, uh, the the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I, I guess I, I really kind of buried the lead here, super deep in the podcast. <laughs> but um, I, I want to kind of talk about and get into the story about how 
um, you and I came to be connected and how we've met up here to record. But then also this uh, um, I, I'm reaching for stuff. All this all this cool comic book swag that I won from uh, from being a fan of the Earth 919 podcast and and uh, um, supporting you guys out on Twitter. So so um, let's talk about. Wow. Well, where where do we want to start? Let's let's talk about. Um, can I talk about what you guys do as like, you know, like giveaways and incentives and things like that? Because I'm that that's one aspect um, that I haven't quite figured out how to do as a podcaster. But yet I found myself winning several things on Twitter before where it's like, you know, retweet to enter, like retweet and follow. Like I uh, I won a, uh, a beat up paperback copy of uh, Total Recall, oh, the, the, cool. the movie adaptation from uh, Todd Spence, who uh, who works on a, a number of different things, um, uh, comedian and things like that. And yeah, sure enough, he shipped it to my house. He put a, this was around Christmas time, had a little business card in there. It said, happy holidays, Mike. And I was like, this is super rad. Meanwhile, it was probably just something that was lying around his house. But I, I think it's kind of cool how, you know, like sometimes like the, these items can kind of take on a, a, a second life. Um, so anyway, yeah. So um, uh, kind of talk about like some of like the, the, the giveaways and stuff that, that you guys do on the show. Yeah, so I'll I'll talk generally first, and then if you want to maybe go into what actually the items were, we can we can go because yes. I do have I have some stories on on each individual thing. But one Absolutely. thing, one thing I uh, I really enjoy with the giveaways is I love going around looking for things to give away, and it's not just I don't pull things out of my closet and and just I mean I I go into comic book shops all the time. Oh, what Infinity War number one? That would be perfect for X or Y or Z yeah. or. Okay. Uh, you know, I saw uh, in the comic book shop today, actually, it was a Deadpool and Cable uh, X-Force, I think, issue number 20-something, that it had a sweet cover on the front of uh-huh. them fighting each other. And in my head, wow, that would be perfect for giveaway. And so the idea behind it is really just to, it's like a Hail Mary pass in a way, you know, trying to get people to, to follow and listen. But at the same time, I don't understand why people wouldn't want free stuff. That, yeah. That's very, it's a very... Uh, interesting dynamic but i enjoy giving people you know giving back to people and and in a way it goes back to that whole we just want people to pick up the comics and read them you know we just want people to try it and you know for all i know mike you could pick up that the comics that i've given you and Mm -hmm. be like wow i i I need to get back into it you know And and it's it's that simple you know and a lot of the comics that we do give away are number ones right so it's kind of a springboard way to get people to continue reading and you know that's that's the idea behind it, and we just, I personally, I just like giving things away. I think it's fun. I think it's a cool way to interact with the fans, and I, I think a lot of people really enjoy it. That's awesome. I I I just thought it was really cool because like I've um, you know I I I don't remember how long I've been connected to you guys on Twitter, but I you know very very often we'll see like, you know, contest posts and I'll, I'll retweet them one as, uh, you know, just a general support for a fellow podcaster, you know, just trying to spread the word. It it was kind of funny. I, I shared with, uh, with my wife, I told her that, and I'm like, well, the dude wrote me back and actually told me that I won. I wasn't necessarily looking to win. I just, I just wanted to like spread the word and stuff, but, but, 
it's still super rad. I'm like super pumped that that I have a uh, I have won some cool swag. But but yeah, no, it's a uh, um, I I just I I think it's a really cool incentive to try to um, get folks to listen and to uh, uh, follow and retweet and share on Twitter. I think. I, I I just think it's it, it's a it's a really cool idea. Um, I'm rambling and getting off track. Um, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the the sick items that um, that that you've given me here today because there there are two uh, there are two very very cool items that that I as you said you have you have stories and you'd like to talk about. So what uh, what are we talking about here? So uh, I'll start off with uh, Infinity War. I mean, obviously that that. There's not too much of a story behind that yeah. one, really. I, I, you know, it's funny. I was actually cool. looking at uh, online. I was initially like, man, I, I, I wanted the comic, and but I couldn't find one that had the foldout because that one actually folds out into a full page poster. Yeah, yeah. This is the gatefold version. And um, so when I saw it at the comic book shop, I, I was, you know, I immediately this needs to be in a giveaway. This is a sweet, wow. sweet piece for for anybody. Um, the 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 picture is, is where I would like to go next. Uh, Absolutely, I uh, Mike has in his hand a uh, customized this drawn cool. picture of uh, Thanos holding the gauntlet. Uh, Justin Hunt, who is a local artist mm-hmm. in, in the area, I'm not sure if you've met him. He goes to a lot of Comic Cons. He's he's I think the next one he's going to be at is WenCon in Wenatchee. So oh, sh- shout out to Justin. You know you're one of my favorite artists, and we always cool. support you. So he uh, he drew that for. I think Marvel. It's an official Marvel piece that he did for Marvel, and they they oh, own, yeah they own that that thing. And uh, when I met him at Comic Con, uh, he was like, "I got one one of these left," and I was like, "Here you go, I'm getting it." So, wow, very really? cool, very cool. Uh, you know, he's a fan of our show, and we support him a lot. So you know, shout out to you, Justin. Thanks for helping us with the giveaway. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean because I mean th- this is a spectacular print. Oh, sure enough, I see the official Marvel logo. It's in yeah. it's in the bottom left corner. And yeah, so it's 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 a striking uh print of Thanos in full armor brandishing the assembled Infinity Gauntlet. And what I what I really like, I mean the colors are really good on this, but what I what I really like is that it has uh these uh holographic flecks in it. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 very striking. I, I'm sitting here in the booth just kind of turning it back and forth as as the uh uh the the holographic bits are kind of uh you know catching the light there it looks really cool perfect for for a cosmic uh themed print and and of course it's autographed too so i thought i thought that was really cool it's it's that it's that really nice uh personal touch because like as as we were talking about before ian i uh you know when when i was you know, my hardest and heaviest into uh, going through Emerald City Comic Con. I I was a huge autograph hound, and you know, it's whether you know, like sign sign my comics, sign my sketches, sign my prints. I've um, you know, even now, like you know, like I uh, um. You know, I, at, at the top during shout outs, I was talking about this show I went to at uh, the Swiss on Friday. I have an autographed CD from a local band Limberlost that, you know, I, 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 I've corresponded and hung around with these folks several times, but yet I hung around after they finished their set. They, they just recently put out a pressing 
of uh, you know like a handful of their hits on CD, and it's like I had to get it autographed. And I've just I've just got like that weird thing. So I've got like you know like uh, uh, Kirby Crackled signed prints uh, from like uh, uh, Crackle Fest um, with a uh, with a uh, you know like uh, all the other artists there. So so this is super super cool. Thank you so much for uh, um, uh, for uh, um, uh, selecting me as the winner of this prize pack. <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah, and I uh, l- last little thing you know every. Yeah. Giveaway that I that we do I I like I mentioned I like to do the giveaways it's something that's yeah. really fun it's I I enjoy putting the things together I try to whenever we do pick a winner figure out what the winners like mm-hmm. and maybe be like oh okay this person tends to like this or this person mm-hmm. tends to like that and I try a lot of th- most every giveaway we've ever done I add an extra thing into okay. the giveaway I've always added something here's what you're gonna get but then I throw something else in there just. Because I think it's kind of a cool thing to do. I think people appreciate that. And, uh, you know, so for, for Mike, I listened to one of your older episodes and you mentioned something about Paper Girls by mm-hmm. Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. And I uh, just happened to uh, have the number one issue of Paper Girls. And it's something that I've held on to for some time now. And wow. so as soon as you, you mentioned that, I knew, well, this is where it's going to go to a good home. Somebody who knows what this book is can appreciate it and uh, would enjoy it. So definitely felt like that should have been the extra piece in the giveaway for you. Well, thank you so much. I I I uh, genuinely appreciate it. It was like, yeah, it was it was cool to get the Infinity War book, which um, I I haven't I haven't looked at that Infinity War comic in years. I mean, I I may have gotten a copy like first run because th- this was what ninety three, ninety four, maybe. Think, I think that one's ninety three. The Infinity okay. War, Infinity Gauntlet is ninety one. I think that one's ninety three. Yeah, because that that was uh you know to tangent a sec that that almost was kind of like a trilogy right it was like infinity gauntlet infinity war and then like infinity crusade it's like countdown or aftermath the after like it's something like that yeah yeah definitely it it became kind of like a name brand and um and of course you know with uh the the avengers infinity war now in theaters i you know tangent within a tangent do you think they should have called that movie infinity gauntlet yes i do 100 i don't know why it was called infinity war but yeah, you know it's and you know you know the real reason why is because Infinity War sounds cool. It, they it, thought it sounded cool, and there's a war going on, and yeah. Infinity Gauntlet would have just been like, eh, okay. So I get that. You know, they they gotta, you know, make their movie sound cooler. Yeah, you know what? I mean, and and, and that's fair. You're you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, it just it just would have been cool because I mean, I th- I think. I could be wrong. Your mileage may vary, but it, it's it's as much about the weapon as it is the the, the wielder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the story of the Infinity Gauntlet is about the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> as much as it is about Thanos. Of course, they're they're inexorably tied together, but but a- anyway, I uh, uh, um getting lost on track on that. Um, with uh, Paper Girls, now you've uh, you've um uh, ha- have you done an episode on your show? With Paper uh, Girls? For Paper Girls? We haven't yet. No, oh, okay. that was a, that that was came out a little bit before the show had kind of gotten off the ground. So we haven't oh, gone back right. and done wow. that. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a minute. But uh you know, we uh, <laughs> we're actually gonna try and start doing a new segment on our show and I've been pitching it to my brother recently, and there's no technical official name for it, but I'm gonna call it the trade show. And uh I like that. Yeah, and it's gonna basically be me talking about trades and different different you know, as many little episodes in between our main episodes, 
you know, what trades you should get into, you know, number one trades, first volume trades. And yeah. uh, I'm hoping that within a month or so, maybe a little bit longer, I can start getting into that. And Paper Girls is one of those ones that's definitely on the list. That's actually a comic book that my brother Matt holds near and dear to his heart as well. He loves Paper He loves Brian K. Vaughn, really. Oh, and, and, and I'm kind of in that same boat. I, uh, I've, He's he's very rarely steered me wrong. I mean, like so so true. His, his short Batman run was a well, it was a little lukewarm on, mm. but all of his indie stuff I've so. always loved. I mean, you know, uh, Why the Last Man I think is one of the best graphic novel comic book storylines ever. My it, uh, it's my, sorry. My no, go ahead. My girlfriend she is not into comics. Sure. I've forced her to watch every Marvel and DC movie. Okay. Uh, So she's been dragged along for the ride. She enjoys the Marvel movies. The DC ones, not so much. And, uh, (laughs) but she, I gave her the first volume of why the last man, because I had it and I pitched her the idea of it, which is, uh, there's one man left in the world. Everyone that has, was it Y chromosome dies basically. And, um, so except for one man and she thought that was the great, a great idea. She yeah. picked it up. She's read the first three volumes of the of the story now, and you know she's telling me things like, "So this is why you read comics. Yeah. This is why you do it." And that's yeah. the whole idea behind it. You know, is to find new people. That, and everybody, there's a niche for everybody, man. Yeah. Everybody's got a niche, and Brian K. Vaughn in particular is really good at finding that for particular people. So mm-hmm. definitely good. You know what? And you know we we talked about the uh, you know kind of the differences between reading uh, single issues and trades, and it, it's 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 weird. It's like it, I want to have it both ways because I think Paper Girls will read very very well in a trade, but with uh, the Brian K. Vaughn books like you know Paper Girls and uh, Saga especially, I uh, I get those in single issues for uh, for the letters pages. Mm. Those letters pages Those are, are great. really, really good. Those are great, and and I especially like what they do in Paper Girls with uh, you know uh, uh, Rita Rita the Paper Girl and uh, and uh, uh, Petey Roy the uh, the 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 old timey paper boy that occasionally answers some of the letters. It's it's really really fun. It's and it's uh, you know it's he he runs it like an old school. Uh, almost, you know, kind of like Marvel and DC type of letters type of type of thing. So, I mean, I, I've always been fascinated with that. And anything that gives me the opportunity to continue reading my comic after I finish reading my comic, I'm uh, I, I'm absolutely there for that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean this this is uh this is quite the impressive swag pack. And uh, and again, uh, uh, thank you so much for for um uh nominating me as as uh, as your winner and uh, actually and and I just now realized that we hadn't um talked about really kind of how all this came to be which was the whole point of this whole story was uh okay so um you and I live uh Ian you you and I live uh, uh, pretty close by we do and so uh, but obviously your audience is is far outside of the the Pacific Northwest and actually um uh, uh to put you on the spot uh, uh where is the is the farthest that you've uh that you've sent a prize pack out to um farthest i've sent one out to is probably ohio okay ohio so it's not too far um unfor- it- unfortunately i i have uh, I always try. I don't think I don't know if I did for the last giveaway, but disclaimer: I can't be shipping things to England. You know, I can't. I can't be shipping things outside of the country. It it does make it a little more difficult. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do. I do tell people that if 
they are out of the country and they do want to win, you know, and they want to help out with the shipping costs, I, I'd be willing to do that. But it is pretty expensive to ship something out of the country. So yeah. we do have people that listen out, outside of the country. But mm-hmm. unless I'm going to England, you're probably not going to get any <laughs> prizes from me. But, uh, you know, it's it's maybe later on down the road and we get more funds and our Patreon page. Uh, go follow our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash earth919pod. We were hoping to uh, expand that, and you know, you yeah. don't you donate more, maybe we'll uh, send things out farther. So, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's and that's rad. And you know, if uh, if you have a winner from uh, from outside the U.S. and you find yourself traveling there, then then you might find yourself in a, in a situation like you did with me, to Very where true. where basically, like you know, we connected on Twitter, and it's like, well, well, here's my address, but. Um, how about I just, uh, how about I just meet you? And, and that, that was, that was just the idea I had. And you had shared with me that you, uh, you know, you go to federal way, uh, uh, relatively often and, and yeah. So, I mean, so that, that sounded like cool beans, you know, just, just, you know, a, a really good way to go. And then I thought about it for another couple minutes. I'm like, Wait a goddamn minute. If he lives in Covington, why don't we just meet at the KGRG radio station, which is conveniently on the Green River College campus in Auburn, which is, again, Pacific Northwest geography is even closer to Covington than Federal Way. So, you know, we uh, uh, so we before we jumped on this podcast here, you know, we we got together. We, you know, uh, uh, took a tour of the KGRG studios, uh, you know, walked across the uh, uh, stage that Nirvana played on, um, uh, talked to, talked to a little My Chemical Romance. Mm. I, uh, you know, I, I showed you the the original video for I'm Not Okay, their their very first version of that video, and on the back of their trailer, there's a KGRG bumper sticker from when they uh, played a show uh, here back in like I want to say it's 1999, but I. I could be mistaken, but it was it was like it was like right before they blew up. It was like right before TRL and, you know, the the whole kind of new wave emo movement and 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 all of that. But um, but yeah, so th- there's there's a lot of history with uh, that band and this uh, this radio station that we're, that we're recording at now. And I, I just I, I thought even further on it. It's like, well, well, if we're going to go on a tour. We may as well record an episode. You know, and and here we are. Exactly. Yeah. And and I'm (laughs) and I'm so glad that, you know, uh, we had the time and opportunity and and you were able to join me here. Uh, um, Ian, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. No, this has been awesome. I'm glad I'm glad we were able to do this. And uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm really glad we were able to connect. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe another time we can dig, dig a little further, deeper into certain things, your Transformers love and all that. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, you know, and, it, and it's so funny because like we'll we'll have to leave that as a tease for next time yeah. because I, I don't think we can unpack that now. But but yeah, you gave me like a really good tease earlier, and you're like, I have opinions, I have questions. I'm like, ooh, color me intrigued. But we'll uh, we'll have to uh, uh, we'll have to leave that for uh, for a different day. Um, but yeah, before uh, um, before we close out. Um, anything that, that you wanted to mention that we haven't talked about that, uh, um, that, that you wanted to bring up? No, I, uh, I mean, for the most part, just, you know, plugs, follow our show, Mm -hmm. same thing at earth919pod on twitter.com. 
the biggest thing is, you know, keep an eye out. We, we, we're probably going to do another giveaway more often, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming up here soon. I don't know if we're going to. We like to do them closer to when movies come out. Yeah. So, you know, Deadpool's coming out soon. We got ah. Solo coming out. So, yes. you know, stay tuned for that. And, um, yeah, this week we're going to have an episode based off some free comic book day stuff. Uh, should be released on Wednesday, I believe. And, okay. Uh, we got four comics as well that we're going to be reviewing, and you know we're we've been doing movies a lot recently. In addition to taking our break, so we're finally uh-huh. getting back into the number one reviews, you know, kind of our comfort zone. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just keep your keep your eye out for that, and uh, yeah, just appreciate the support, and you know, thanks for letting me be in here with you and and do the show with you. It's been really cool, and I really respect a lot of the things you do, man. And you got a you got a really great show going on here, and. Uh, yeah, next time next time I come on, I definitely want to talk to you about some of your other topics that you've gone over, and yeah. you know, some a lot of that you know stuff really interests me. And cool. you've had a couple episodes that have kind of choked me up a little bit as well. So would definitely like to, uh, yeah, at a later date, yeah, figure it out. You know, for sure, it's it, it's it's a date. I mean, I uh, <laughs> I mean, well, and you know, and it's one of those things where you know, uh, geography's on our side. So, so true. yeah, no, I mean, I, I I would definitely love to do. Uh, more with you in the future and you know uh, uh, keep up that that cross promo uh, spirit um, I guess I guess the last thing I want I want to mention um, shout out wise is we um, um, uh, hadn't talked about Potter and family too terribly much. oh yeah definitely but definitely because um, like both of our shows and I don't talk about this nearly enough on my show same with us but but we're both proud members of, you know, the hashtag Pondered Family Movement on Twitter. And really, you know, it, it's been a while since somebody's asked me, but basically what it is, is it's a, you know, it's independent podcasters just rallying together to support each other through, you know, retweets and and even stuff like this, you know, guesting on each other's shows and just, you know, just kind of creating a uh, community of uh, uh, do-it-yourself podcasters, independent podcasters like us, and it's I, I've 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 been uh, using Modern Family since actually since I started putting up my uh, recorded KGRG shows as podcasts. Hmm. I, I was I was kind of there like in uh, you know like a, a, a summer of 2015, and I I was uh, I don't want to say I was on the ground level because it was already kind of there a little bit, but I I think before. Before there was a time when you could click the hashtag and you would see tweets from like a dozen or so shows. Now it's endless. Mm-hmm. So if you, uh, you know, I mean, if you're, uh, and and it's all kinds of podcasts too. You know, it's like you know, there's pop culture shows, there's true crime shows, uh, you know, movie review shows. You know, I mean, you've seen know, the Twilight Zone show on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can get anything on there, and it's just endless. So, yeah. so yeah, just you know, if you if you're curious about other independent podcasts out there in the scene, you know, check out a uh, hashtag Potter and Family out on Twitter. I I think I mean there there's a presence on Facebook, but I haven't quite cracked the code on how to work it yet i mean it's like i still use the hashtag on like my show posts on the page but it's it it's not the same it's you know it's kind of like sublime with rome it's it's not the same thing as sublime so (laughs) no way uh potter and family it you know i think what's cool is i mean you know i've found your show through that Ah, you know you know i've you know a lot of people have found other shows through that and a lot of podcasters as you alluded to earlier Mm -hmm. are actually these listeners you know and you you hear these things and you're kind of like oh wow i actually really like that show and 
uh, you know, Mike, you've helped me get through my work week this week because I just plug oh. in and, you know, listen. And I think that's really the coolest thing about it. And we all support each other and it's great. And it, it gives us a new medium to kind of connect to each other in a, in a better way and discover each other. And, you know, uh, you know, if one thing isn't your, your niche, it's not what you like, you know, you just move on to the next. Then, you know, you have literally hundreds of shows that you can scroll through using the hashtag Potter and Family to, to do it. So, yeah, it's a, co- it's a cool little thing. And uh, I enjoy being a part of the family. Yeah, absolutely. Support the family. Yes, please do. <laughs> as we put it. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, let's leave it there and see if we can get out of here. All right. yeah. <laughs> oh man, and and out of time. Uh, the, the time goes by so fast. It does. It always does, especially when you're hanging out with new friends. Um, and that will do it for this week's episode. I'd like to thank you for listening. If you'd like to check out my past shows, including all of these old KGRG radio shows that I've talked about, uh, uh, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher radio app, and on Apple Podcasts, because apparently we're not calling it iTunes anymore. Um, I, I, I got that email. They're like, you need to call it Apple Podcasts. All right, whatever. Um, like, share, rate, and review the, the podcast wherever you find it. And if you do, leave us a review. Five stars, if you please. Uh, let me know. Send me a screenshot, and I will give you a shout-out on the air. And I will read your reviews on the air. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, all at Mike Seibert Radio. Right into the mailbag, Radio at gmail.com. Uh, this has been Mike Seibert Radio. My name is Mike. And I'm Ian. And until next time, make good choices. <laughs>